This is the GQ Podcast. Yes, the GQ Podcast. Brother Art has returned to deliver to you answers to the many questions you have sent over. The GQ Podcast, we answer questions, God-based questions, and our answers are based from a biblical perspective. God bless and welcome you and yours. I am pleased to be here with you and to exchange and to spend some time with you on this next episode of the GQ Podcast, okay? Remember, you can always catch the GQ Podcast in five different locations. First is on Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, Spreaker. You can always catch us on SoundCloud, also on iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. I'll get back to Facebook in a minute. SoundCloud, if you search on SoundCloud, R-E-G-4-L, which is our ministry, Regal Ministries, Restoring Eternal God for Lives. I'll spell that again, R-E-G, the number four, and the letter L. If you search Regal, you can subscribe. So every time a new episode arrives, you'll get a nice alert on your phone or, or your whatever kind of device, your laptop, whatever it is you use, uh, you'll get a notification and you'll be the first ones to know when there's a new episode. On top of that, you can also subscribe on iTunes and you can also subscribe on YouTube. But even better, if you go to Facebook and you look within the group option, option group option on Facebook, search Regal and request entrance into the Regal Facebook group, you'll get all the exclusives. You get all the things we do at Regal that are live, as well as there's some shows and, and, and other features and commentary and writings. Everything we do is in the Facebook group uh, for Regal. So go to Facebook now. Search Regal. Go to Facebook. and In the group section, search Regal. It's very, very important. And uh, once you're in, you're in. And we get to spend all of this beautiful time together. Amen. Now, back to the GQ podcast, which is the reason why we're here today. Uh, send me your questions. Okay, people have been sending questions, very interesting questions, but send your questions in. Here is the address. GQ Talk. The letter G, the letter Q, T-A-L-K. GQ Talk at gmail.com. I look forward to your questions. And even more, I look forward to providing to you the answers that you need so that you can look forward with a sense of clarity through not my vision, but through the vision of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this opportunity. I cherish this opportunity that I get to exchange with my friends to extend to them love. And when they respond, they Actually extend your love back to me as well. And I need that edification and I need that encouragement. Now, may what we do here today be a blessing to them as it represents the truth that lies in you. Make them better individuals, just as you have done for me. Because with understanding in you, we gain clarity. Blindness is removed. Clarity arrives which allows our hearts to be open to receive the one thing you want us to have more than anything else. And that is an understanding of your love. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. 
myself, my team, and all of us who are listening and exchanging today. We love you and we worship you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. GQTalk at gmail.com. GQTalk at gmail.com. I have a question that is very interesting. And I'm hoping that I will be able to satisfy not just the one who asks, but all people. Because it's something that's probably uh, been floating around the ministry of Jesus Christ for a long time. The question is from Marcus. My brother Marcus sent in a question and here it is. Let's share Marcus's thoughts. Marcus says he's been a homosexual male for most of his life. Uh, he's about 20 years old. He's also been a member of five different churches during this time. But he's been bouncing from church to church due to people's discomfort due to his sexual background. Marcus says, I recently stopped attending church altogether because of the continued backlash from fellow Christians. With all the suffering he's endured from the church, so he's been suffering, uh, I guess a response from the people at the church, and the unwelcoming I have experienced, this is Marcus speaking, from many others at the church itself. I need to ask, and here is Marcus's question, does God love gay people? Does God love gay people? First, Marcus, um, thank you for sending in your question. Uh, what I would like to first say from the bottom of my heart, I would like to apologize for uh, the discomfort that has arrived to you um, when attending any Christian church, though I might not be involved with that church and I don't believe you've ever attended any church that I've been involved with directly and that's just an assumption I want to apologize because you should never feel uncomfortable to go to any Christian church because every church that says it's a Christian church doesn't belong to us it belongs to Jesus amen so I'm going to answer your question shortly I'm not going to answer your question first. Uh, sometimes I have a habit of doing that, but I want to um, answer your question in the conclusion of my comments, which should help you understand exactly why I'm answering this question the way I am. So there's uh, two things I need to make clear first under one topic, and the topic is homosexuality. Okay. Uh, the first thing I need to make clear uh, according to God's word, this is not my opinion, according to God's word, homosexuality, my friend, is a sin. That's something that we have to have an understanding of before I proceed, is that according to God's word, not according to Brother Arch's perspective, my perspective doesn't matter. I follow God's word. So according to God's word, homosexuality is a sin. Now, that is an obstacle for many people. And I want to describe there's two different types of people, possibly more. But we're going to focus on two people who, with this understanding that homosexuality is a sin, they have a difficulty accepting this. The first person would be the homosexual. They have a problem with that statement. They have a problem with that understanding. 
And I understand why. And the reason why is no one who identifies themselves as such wants to be identified if it's considered wrong. Are you are you catching what I'm saying? Because God considers homosexuality a sin. Just that description, just that phrase, homosexuality is a sin. Many homosexuals make their way away, make their way from God. Because it is described as such. No one wants to identify themselves as something wrong in the easiest way to escape that a seemingly negative description or truthful description is by ignoring it. But in order for us to gain clarity on this, we have to understand that according to God's word, homosexuality is a sin. Now, that that same statement that homosexuality is a sin, not only is hard to accept by homosexuals, But it's hard to accept also by the Christian church. Let me say that again. The fact, according to God's word, that homosexuality is a sin, is a sin. Not only is that difficult to accept by homosexuals, but it's also difficult for for Christians in the church to accept themselves. The reason why it's difficult to them is because they don't want to balance or equate homosexuality with any other sin. So this is why many in the church alienate gays. Because to their own opinion, they feel that this sin is far beyond any other sin that can be committed. And that is an atrocity. That is an untruth. That's a a poor guided myth. And of course, that is unrealistic. And that's why I had to bring that out front because it's not just the homosexual, it's the church who is at fault for this as well. With them having this uh, state of mind going into the church, what it does is it causes not just confusion, but dysfunction in the church when it comes to the church operating the way that Jesus designed the church to operate. Let me give you an example. If you look in the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, around the thir- the 13th chapter to be exact, 13th chapter, Jesus was in the actual temple. He was in the temple on a Sabbath. And on this particular day, a woman came in, a crippled woman came in. And Jesus saw her in need. He reached out to her and he healed her. This is a woman that had been suffering with an ailment for 18 years. She was crippled by a spirit, a spirit for 18 years. And she came in our our terminology, she came to church. Jesus was there. He put his hands on her and she was healed. 
Here's the problem with that story. The Pharisees who were there, the, the teachers, the leaders of the of the of the church, the 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 ones who oversaw the law. They had a problem with Jesus. That he healed this woman on the Sabbath. And their statement was that for six days, there's time for work. But on this one day, there should be no work. So if you need to be healed, don't come here on the Sabbath. You're not welcome to come here to be healed. Is what the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the heads of the church were telling this woman. That today is not the day for you to come. Do you see the connection here? What other day would someone come to church? But, but the day the church was open. <laughs> so you could come any other day when we're not here. But on the day that we are here. And we're supposed to be open and welcoming to all people in need. Don't come. Because on the Sabbath, we're not healing. So church today is saying, you're welcome to come. But don't come with all your problems and all your grievances and, and even your, your even being curious. Don't come with curiosity. Don't come seeking Christ. Remember, this is why the woman came. She was seeking Christ. We don't know if she was a sinner. We, we, we don't know her background. All we know that she was struggling with something. We don't know if a person who identifies themselves as a homosexual church. If they're coming seeking Jesus. If they're coming seeking answers, if they're coming seeking for help, brother Marcus, we don't know what brother Marcus is coming to the church to do. But we do know that he's trying to get there. He's trying to come. And when he arrives. If I may say respectfully, because he's struggling with something. We're telling him he's not welcome. And it's not Brother Marcus. There are a lot of people who identify as homosexual. Who have experienced the same thing. From Jesus's church. Jesus who didn't turn people away. Actually, he welcomed those that society said. Were unwelcome. He touched those that society said were dirty. He loved every single person, not when they loved him first, because God is love. He loved them regardless of what they were or who they were. I believe that this is the reason why Brother Marcus sent this question in. Is because he's having a problem identifying the difference between the two. The difference between God's love and the church. Because God's love is supposed to be represented by the church. But we see all the time. 
the church demonstrating something completely different. My One of my kids passed to me something last year that disturbed me where there was a male dressed as a female. I'm not sure if they were transitioning or whatever was going on, but this male decided on this particular day to go to church. He was a man and he was dressed as a female. He went in and according to the video, he was quiet. He wasn't being disruptive. He was a distraction because people were looking. But he didn't go in seeking attention, in my opinion. But the pastor or the minister or whoever was in charge stopped the service. And pointed this individual out. And then asked them to remove themselves. Because they came in dressed as they were. Because they didn't fit the requirements that they set for the church. And told the individual, if you want to come back in here again, you come back in dressed as a man. Obviously, I don't know what happened thereafter except for the fact that the person left. Now, here is my thing, church. What happened if God sent that person there? What happened if God placed an impression on that person because of the sin they were committing? And God, not you, not me, God was going to enter into their being enter into their heart where the Holy Spirit dwells in all people and turn this person's life around. Not to the way we feel it should be, but in the direction that God needs it to be. That could have been a lost soul. That could have been a lost soldier for Christ because of our complex, just like the Pharisees. Don't come here asking us to do something because the law said something. The law is important, but Jesus was about the people. Jesus was extending love to the people. He said it himself. The Sabbath is not for the man. The man is for the Sabbath. It's a blessing from God. And I feel, here goes my opinion, I feel that we've run into a problem with that in the Christian church. If you look at Matthew 7, 3, I remember it. It says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Meaning this. Why do we pay so much attention to gays in our churches? Which, if you remember as I entered this conversation, is a sin. But the sin being gay, is it any difference than the lying we do? The adultery we do? The stealing that we do? Our level of dishonesty? I don't foresee there being a range of sin. The only sin that I have ever seen in scripture that was unforgivable is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. 
And I believe the only way we could blaspheme the Holy Spirit is if the Spirit reaches someone and they say no. If they deny it. How can the Spirit reach a person specifically if they are homosexual? If we don't allow them to come in exchange where we are confident weekly that God's presence always impacts the people in church. I believe as a church, we are failing with this. It's not us to fix people. It's nothing wrong with people. But if God sees fit to move them to take their life in a new direction, are we part of the solution? Or as Christians in the church, are we part of the problem? I think we look at homosexuality the way we do because of Sodom and Gomorrah. And I think, again, people only look at part of the story. They look at Genesis 19 when those two angels visited Lot and there was another knock on the door and the people outside were so corrupt and they wanted the two angels to come outside so they can sleep with them. Which is a base for homosexuality. But we're forgetting about all the corruptedness that was going on there. And it was more than that. There was rape. There was murder. There was everything. They were defying God and homosexuality was just a part of it. But you have to go back to chapter 18. Where Abraham was having this duel this verbal duel with God where he said, well, if there's 50 righteous people, 40 righteous people, 30 righteous people, will you save it? And God said, yes. Meaning if the people there were to repent, would you stop your plan of destruction? And God said, yes. But just to prove it doesn't it just wasn't about those those homosexual men that were there. Remember Lot's daughters were engaged to be married and the angels told Lot to go get everyone you love and bring them. And he went to those two young men and they thought he was joking. Well, they were left behind, too. Do I know if they were gay or not? No. But I know for a fact. That they died with everyone else. So here's my point. Brother Marcus wants to be part of the body of Christ. He wants to fellowship and he wants to extend himself to God. But if we can look at homosexuality as a sin and not as what many of us look at it as. It's a sin. How else can he find himself closer to God. When God's people are continuously pushing him away. So to answer your question Marcus. I need to remove. God's people. From this question you're asking to make it clear and that's why I went around this way to answer your question does God love gay people the answer is yes 
And I back that up with John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And I'm only going to read that portion because I want to focus on for God so loved the world. He didn't love specifically just America. He didn't just love white people. He didn't just love the heterosexual. God loved the world. He loved all And just so we have an understanding, chronologically, look, Sodom and Gomorrah happened before Jesus actually made that statement in the Gospel of John. What I'm saying is despite our sin, despite the wrong that we all do, just different ways, God still loved us enough to send his son into the world. He sent his son first. Then we have the option, if we choose to believe in him, thereafter we shall have everlasting, in some Bibles say eternal life. His love is for everyone. It's not selective. Christianity is not exclusive. It's inclusive. Everyone is included, but it comes with a choice. And Brother Marcus, because of your homosexual identity, that doesn't exclude you from God's love. And I, 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 I pray that I reached you and I pray that you, you understand. What I would suggest, brother, is for you to seek and search Seek and search a body of Christ that actually reflects the truth of Jesus Christ. That despite the struggles you may have, and you might not say they're struggles, but if if you feel that they're struggles, understanding that partaking in that is sinful. That they'll accept you, not to correct you, but just to love you. And brother, no matter what we're going through, that's what we need is love. We need God's love, agape love. With that love, we stray further and further away from sin as we are arriving closer and closer to God. GQTalk at gmail.com is where you can send your questions, GQTalk at gmail.com I thank brother Marcus for sending in that question I pray that um, it fulfilled whatever he was seeking Um, God loves all people despite whatever it is we've done or we're involved in the goal is is through him we can leave our sin behind gqtalk at gmail.com Thank you all for exchanging with me today, allowing me to enter into your life just for a few moments. Thank Marcus for sending in his question, and please keep the questions coming. If you'd like to support our ministry, there's several opportunities to do so. Please visit REG4L, REG4L.org, and you can support us financially you can send in a donation 
and we'll gladly send you a gift. Any donation that you give, we'll send you a small gift for you being so gracious. This is Brother Art signing off again, letting you know, since we're talking about love, that our responsibility as Christians is to not just share the love that we have, but for us to share the same love that Christ awarded to each and every one of us with our neighbors and friends, i.e., love thy neighbor as thyself. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Restoring Eternal God for Lives. Please visit our website at reg4l.org and stay connected with us on all social media platforms at officially reg4l.